If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are divine. Oh my goodness, y'all. Good morning. Ugh, happy Tuesday. Good morning, good morning, good morning. No matter what time it is for you, you know what? Good evening, good afternoon, good night, whatever. Uh, for me, it is, what time is it actually? It is 7 o'clock. Actually, it's 7.01. I didn't quite make the 7 o'clock on the dot mark, but good morning. Uh, I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome back to Divine Authenticity. If you have never listened in before, hello, I am your host, Chloe Taylor. And today, as promised from last week, if you haven't listened to last week and you are needing some motivation in your life to like get back on your goals before the end of the year, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, I believe it was titled like something to do about like being that girl, which like obviously on this podcast, we do not subscribe to having to fit into the box of that girl. You could be that guy. You could be that person. Uh, however you identify, just add add yourself. Uh, but this is kind of a continuum to that episode. And that's kind of how the episodes are going to be this month is we're really focusing on not only just finding our motivation again and getting up, going, striving, and, you know, just chasing, I don't want to say chasing your dreams, because I do think that you don't have to chase your dreams to make them happen. Like you can, and I think that that's a beautiful way of phrasing it, but you don't have to chase after anything in life if you don't want to. You can actually really go with the flow and ease into it. But that's kind of like my for lack of better words, that's like my angle here is that's what we're talking about all month long is like becoming that girl, that guy or that person. And just the ways that I feel like I've had to really step into that myself and how I've done that. And it just, it feels correct. I feel like I have not only the motivation to pass off to you, but I think I have a lot of wisdom coming into this because I have been that version of myself that doesn't believe in myself, that doesn't think I can, that tells myself all the reasons and all the excuses why I can't do things. And it takes a lot mentally to move beyond that version of yourself. So like I said, last week we talked about like finding the motivation, setting the goals for yourself. And this week I really want to focus on getting into a routine, morning routine, night routine, getting into some routines that actually really, really support the person that you're becoming. Or I also, I, I have such a hard time telling <clears throat> myself or anybody that they are quote unquote becoming someone because I also am of the mind that we don't become anyone. We unbecome what we actually are not. And so it also can be an unbecoming. It's I guess really however you choose to look at it. Um, in any case, I, I am no notes. Chloe today. No notes. Chloe is here. I, 
this whole, I want to say for the last like maybe four or five weeks, I've consistently come with notes to the podcast. And today I was like, no, Chloe, you actually have so much invested in morning and night routines and it has helped your life so much that I don't think you need to sit down with any notes. You can just sit down and talk about this. That's where we are now. So if any of you follow me on Instagram, shameless self plug, I'm at Chloe Taylor, no underscores, extra letters, period, none of that, just at Chloe Taylor, uh, link down below, of course, in the show notes. Every morning for the month of November, I have been checking in with y'all before 7am. Um, I just, I send a quick little picture in my Instagram stories and I just say good morning. And usually it's like a picture of my coffee, a picture of a candle that I lit. Um, yesterday I was so tired. It was a picture of my bedside nightstand. <laughs> but the point of this picture is, let me, let me rewind. We're getting too far ahead of ourselves. I'll tell you about the picture and why I do this in a little bit. We're going to start out by first saying, I kind of almost want to paint the picture first of where I had this idea in my head that I could not be a morning person. And I would tell myself literally all the reasons that I can't do it. Like, number one, I have a ton of friends that are nighttime people. And I would tell myself, you're never going to get to talk to them. If you go to bed early and get up early, you are never going to get to talk to your friends because I am friends with a lot of people that love the moon and I'm a sun bitch. I don't know if y'all know this about me. I'm a sunny bitch. I love the sun. It doesn't, we don't really get a lot of sun in the Pacific Northwest. So it's kind of ironic, but if I had to choose the sun or the moon, I feel like we don't have to choose. We get both, but I feel like everybody in their heart knows, like, are you a morning person or are you a night owl? And what do you enjoy more? I enjoy sitting outside and letting the sun touch my skin, even though I'm a redhead and I burn like five minutes into it. Um, I just feel like I'm a sun bitch. I love the sun. And so even as a child, like, I would, I think I want to also provide this evidence too. And I think this is important because if you're somebody that you're trying to change this within yourself, getting up a little earlier or setting a routine for yourself, regardless of if it's getting up in the morning or at a certain time or not, I think this still applies. Ask yourself if as a child, you were ever able to do the thing that you keep telling yourself you can't do. Because as a child, I used to wake up at like 5am every single day. Um, not necessarily like as a baby child, like not when I would just like be playing, but when I had to catch the bus for school, um, they would come to my house first. I was the first stop in the morning. And because of that, I think my bus came at like 5.30, every single morning. And so I had to be up really early and that's on childhood neglect. Um, my parents did not, I might've also taken it upon myself, to be honest. I don't even want to say that that was, I just don't remember if it was actually child neglect. I'm sure if I had to be woken up, somebody would have woken me up. Maybe not. I don't know. Like I said, I can't really speak to that because I don't remember, but I would get myself up. I would put myself to bed at a reasonable time every night. And I was like under the age of 10, like it was pretty little. And I would put myself to bed every night. I would get up really early with an alarm clock every morning and I would get out there and make sure I was out there for the bus in the morning. And every day, every, even on weekends, I feel like I was a pretty early riser. Um, and this was common. This was consistent for me. I didn't, I wasn't somebody that hated it. I actually liked being up in the morning in the dark. Um, I enjoyed 
I enjoyed being up before the sun. And so I never, it was never like a point of complaining. I looked at this as a good thing. I would sit and watch my cartoons. I got to watch cartoons that were like only on at that time during the day. Like I remember waking up and I would watch Max Steel sometimes because I thought the characters were hot. Yes, I was that child that was like, yeah, cartoon characters are hot, which like, I don't know. Shout out to Dimitri and Anastasia. He is the OG hottie. Um... I was into Max Steel. I would also, as I got older, that would transition into like watching the MTV music videos that would come on in the morning when they would just play them in the morning on a consistent, like you could, you could turn MTV on and they would just have consistent music videos playing in the morning. So in any case, this was something I did just, you know, I did it because I had to, of course, but I also didn't ever feel like upsetty spaghetti about that about having to be up early in the morning I liked it I liked the routine uh excuse me oh my gosh I've been drinking this coffee um I enjoyed having a morning routine is my point and it wasn't until I actually started dating my husband who is very much a night owl I have never seen him in my entire life being somebody in a romantic relationship with him. I have never seen him as a morning person. He is absolutely a night owl. He loves the moon. He is not, he's much slower in the morning than I am, um, which that's not shade. That's just speaking the truth. He would tell you that himself. Um, He's much slower in the morning. I wake up and right when my eyeballs open, I have so much energy at the top of my day. I I'm also somebody that all of my energy is best right fresh in the morning. Like I just woke up uh, almost an hour ago now, but I have so much more energy right now than I'm going to have come like 2, 3, 4 p.m. I'm going to be, I my energy slowly dwindles throughout the day. And that also is not true for every person. Some people start out really, really slow in the morning, get their peak in the afternoon and then dip back down. Some people it's kind of a slow in the morning, slow in the afternoon, and they peak at night. And I am somebody that my energy is high in the morning, and it slowly depletes over time throughout the day. And I just feel like right in the morning, like that is when I want to get the most, most of my tasks done. But my point to this is that I've been this way since I was a child. So why in my adult life, I had been telling myself this story that I could not be a morning person, that that was impossible for me. And I had so many excuses as to why I couldn't do it. I would tell myself that I don't sleep well, which y'all know we have been on a journey this year with my sleeping patterns. If you've been here a while listening to other episodes, I would tell myself that I'm a scared sleeper, that I can't sleep well. I can't sleep by myself because my husband comes to bed later than I do. Um, I would tell myself, like I said, that I would never get to talk to my friends that are night owls. I would just tell myself all of these excuses as to why I could not become a morning person and why it would be bad for me, even though it, it was desperately something I wanted. And I would go through these cycles, multiple, 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 like this has taken me years to get where I am right now today, up at 6.15 in the morning every day. <clears throat> This has taken me years to get to this place. And I think there are some things that really helped me in this process that I'm going to share with you today. And then I'm going to kind of like talk to you about what my routine looks like and all that jazz. And I hope if you're somebody that wants to create new things in your routine, you'll use this process that I'm going to give to you today to help you create these things for yourself and to believe that you can do it. So 
in any case, there's when it comes to waking up early, I think the first thing that I had to do is realize that this process was going to be uncomfortable. And this is something that I think out of everything I'm going to talk to you about today with getting into this, this is the part that is going to be the hardest to swallow. And it's that you are going to have to get uncomfortable. If you have something that you really want to do, and I think this is just great life advice, period. It doesn't have to be about having a morning routine or a night routine. You're going to have to realize that it's going to take getting uncomfortable. If you are very comfortable in what you've been doing and you have a lot of excuses and a lot of resistance around changing something about your life, whether it's, you know, I think this really relates to workout routines. I think this really relates to eating patterns. Um, I think this really relates to creating that morning and night routine, waking up early, going to bed early. Um, there are a multitude of places that this can show up in your life of where you might have resistance and why you tell yourself you can't. But <clears throat> the first thing to note is that it's going to get uncomfortable. And most often what happens, this is like basic human psychology to me, is as soon as we hit that resistance in ourselves when we try to make a change and it will happen. Like even if you go like three days and you're really on point with your goals, you are going to hit this wall that says, this sucks. This is uncomfortable. Why am I doing this? Here's all the reasons I shouldn't be doing it again. And what, like, I'm just going to fall back into the old self and the old patterns. And I think what's really important is your vision of your future and who you are becoming or who you are unbecoming, whichever you choose to, to use, you have to allow yourself to be defined by that vision of your future and to no longer allow yourself to be defined by the vision of the past. That to me is the thing that's going to help you the most when it comes to your resistance is, and I've talked about this so many times on the podcast, <laughs> But I feel like it's such a valuable thing to to talk about. I don't think you need to read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Just to be quite honest, I've read the book. Let me save you some time. Um, the book was all right. I feel like if you're somebody that doesn't read a lot of self-development, it might be a good one to read. I don't think it was like not great. But I think that if you read a ton of self-development like myself or like self-help, or psychology stuff, I think it's one that you can definitely skip. I don't think that he brings anything so new to the table for me. I'll speak for myself. But something that has always stuck with me from that book that I use in my life today, like this to me was like the golden nugget wisdom from that book, is when he describes basically two different kinds of people that try to overcome something like a habit that they really want to change. And he describes this for people that smoke, that want to quit smoking. One person, and I, I know we've said this before, so just bear with me if you've heard it before. One person that is trying to quit smoking, we'll call them Benjamin, and we'll call the other person Jennifer. They both smoke, they both want to quit. Benjamin, when offered a cigarette after having been trying to quit, you know, somebody says, hey, you want to smoke? They would say, oh, no, I'm actually really trying to quit. No, thank you. That's Benjamin's response. Now, if Jennifer was offered a cigarette, the difference is, is that Jennifer would say, actually, I don't smoke. 
And I feel like when you're trying to create something new for yourself, you have to become like Jennifer. You have to become the person that says, oh, no, actually, I don't do blank. And so something that has really, 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 really worked for me in terms of what I've been doing that I think has honestly helped me to remove the resistance and remove my bullshit is I don't present myself as somebody that's trying to be a morning person. I don't present myself as somebody that struggles, that I'm actually trying to get my sleep in order. Or to me, this tells the story automatically about myself that I'm still in the trying phase. I'm still in the, oh, I'm really trying to make this happen. And I tell people now, regardless of if they've known me for 20 years or if they've known me for two weeks, oh yeah, I'm a morning person. I get up at 6.15 every day. And so far... That has been the truth. I have not lied to a single person that I've talked to about this. And y'all know, like I said, if you've been here on this podcast for a long time, I have struggled with sleep in the past for a huge chunk, actually, like not obviously from childhood because we've already covered that, but probably since about my junior year of high school on. So from around age 16, 17, literally almost half of my life, I will be 32 next year. And so literally almost half of my life, I have spent struggling to have a routine. And this, I think, is the number one thing I know it sounds almost too good to be true, but the number one thing for me has been no longer defining myself by a past version of myself, no longer saying that I'm trying or I should do this or I could do this or I might do this. It's no, this is actually who I am. And so if you're somebody that wants to create a certain kind of morning routine or a certain kind of night routine, it's not, I'm trying to be this thing. It's this is who I am. Even if today is the first day that you've decided to, to do it is this is now who I am. It's not, I'm trying. And I feel like this is one of those things that it sounds like too good to be true. It sounds too easy. It sounds too simple, but I want you to remember that the reason people talk about this stuff, because I'm sure you've heard this before. I don't think that this is groundbreaking information. I'm sure that you've heard this before especially if you're somebody that's like in the realm of like law of attraction, manifestation. The reason people talk so heavily about these concepts is because they do work when you put them into practice. And I used to be that person too. They would be like, Ugh, is, is standing in front of the mirror and saying I am successful actually going to do anything for me? I don't know. That seems like a joke. I don't know if I could get behind that. That seems silly. Nah, when you actually sit down and take it seriously... It does work. And I wouldn't even say take it seriously because I think life is just a game. And I think a lot of us take it way too seriously, uh, myself included. But I feel like that is the biggest thing is you have to find a way for yourself to overcome that resistance, overcome the resistance of why you tell yourself that you can't. And I would say the other thing that is the most important, like there's two parts to this. It's overcoming the resistance and It's also really getting clear on your why. And I've discussed this multiple times in multiple episodes, so I'm not going to talk too heavily here about this, but defining why you desire something. And it doesn't have to be this like deep intrinsic thing. I think most people try to get to that. Like it has to be this really deep thing. Like, for example, 
I desire to be completely financially free. That is something that I have been working on for all of my adult life. Ever since I could make money on my own, I have been working to become financially free. And the root of that desire is freedom. It's not the money. It's not what money can buy. It's that, and I've, I've said this so many times and many of y'all have even come to me like on Instagram or on my discord and been like, girl, you are speaking my language. Um, it's not even that I desire money or things or experiences even it's that I don't like that in today's world and how we have built society and civilization, you are not allowed to make certain choices for your life if you don't have money. And I hate that it's like this, but I would rather play the game and actually have that freedom. I would, if I desire in my lifetime to fly in a private jet, I want to have that experience. I don't want to have to tell myself no, just because I don't have a casual $50,000 laying around. Like, I don't want to be, I want to have that experience just because I want to have it. I don't want to, or I don't want to be in a crappy situation where I can't put myself in a hotel for the night somewhere because I got stuck somewhere. Like my hope, my flight got canceled somewhere and now I have to stay another night. I don't want to ever be in a situation where I have to like sleep at the airport. I want the freedom to go, ah, that's all right. I'll just book another, I'll just book the hotel for another night. I don't want to get the call that one of my family members is sick and not be able to immediately fly out to them. You know, I just, to me, I feel like I would rather have the freedom of choice. And it's not that I desire money or material things. It's ultimately that I want freedom of choice. I don't want money to define the things that I will do. Like nothing makes me more upset than watching myself or somebody else in my life have to make a decision because of how much something costs. Like, let's say you're buying concert tickets and you would really like to be center stage front row, but it's way cheaper to get a nosebleed seat and that's what you can afford. So you have to, and this is, I'm not saying this to like put shame in anybody. I've been this person. I get it. I am this person sometimes still to this day because I am not fully financially free yet. And see, I need to tell people that I am, but I'm still working on it and I'm not quite there yet. I still got some limiting beliefs around it, but I want to be able to say, nah, because I want this thing and I want this experience and this is how I want that experience. I don't care if the tickets are $400 more. That doesn't matter. Like, do you get what I'm saying? I hate, it's not even that I hate frugality or that I hate budgeting or that I hate, like it's, again, it's not even about the things. It's that I can't stand when I have to make a certain choice because of the money in my bank account. I can't stand it. I feel like we all should just have the freedom of choice. And it's freedom. It's ultimately freedom. That is my internal why. So when it comes to making these routines for yourself, that was a very broad example of something totally different. But I just want to ask you, what is your why? It can be that deep. It doesn't have to be. I think the deeper you can go with it, the more you are likely to commit. But what is the deep intrinsic reason that you're wanting to wake up earlier? What is the deeper reason for wanting to have a skincare routine in the evening? What is the deeper reason? Like why? What is it that you're actually desiring? So for myself, waking up early in the morning, I can tell you all of the things and reasons that it has benefited me. Like number one, waking up early in the morning, I start off my day with a sense of accomplishment. Like I wake up early and 
it's really cool. This is also something we talk about a lot on the podcast is building trust with yourself, building rapport with yourself. If you're somebody that doesn't trust yourself, you're anxious a lot, you, or I don't even want to say anxious a lot because I think that that puts, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody, worries a lot. Let's say that you're somebody that feels really uncomfortable in your own skin. Oftentimes, this is because you have not built rapport with yourself. You have not built trust with yourself. And it does take effort and it does take time. This is not something you're going to blink and just tell yourself, oh, I trust myself and suddenly it works. This is something that it takes setting a commitment with yourself and repeating that commitment over and over and over and over in order to trust yourself. And this is something that waking up early gives to me. I immediately build self-trust with myself first thing in the morning as soon as I get up and turn my alarm off at 6.15 in the morning. That is building rapport with myself that, yes, I can do this. I'm reaffirming to myself at the top of my day, first thing, I trust myself. I'm here for myself. I can do this. And that you can do with anything, eating healthier, moving your body more, calling your family more, you know, whatever it is. That you can do with yourself. You have to build rapport with yourself in order to trust yourself again. Because I think that children, we trust ourselves almost immediately because we have had to do everything in our life. Learn to walk, you know, learn how to not touch the hot fucking stove. We've had to learn how to do a lot of things either from doing it or watching others. And I think children already naturally trust themselves quite a bit. It's over time, we lose that trust with ourselves, be it things that people, things that people have said to, things people have said to us, things, is that how I want to phrase that? I'm sorry, my brain just did like a, is that right? <laughs> um, you know, be it through like co comments or remarks that people have made about us to us, or be it you actually like going through something and not being able to do your typical normal tasks, you might lose your ability for a little while to be able to believe that you can do those things. And also, I don't want to discount mental health. Like sometimes we fall into a depression and brushing your teeth every day and building that rapport becomes difficult. You know, I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of reasons why we lose it. And I'm not really here to tell you about that. I'm here to tell you more about how you can rebuild it. So you, that is like the number one thing that gives me something waking up in the morning. I immediately start building rapport with myself at the top of my day. And some of y'all that don't struggle with this, you have to be up at a certain time every day and you've been doing it for years. Like, congratulations, you literally have been, you're a rock star. You build rapport with yourself every day. You would never tell yourself that you can't wake up early. For me, this was something I struggled with. So for some of y'all, this might just be like, Chloe, you're crazy. Like, you nuts. I already do this thing. So these examples might not even be the best for you. But I just want to encourage you to put this lens over the area of your life that you feel like you need the most help with, even when it comes to like, self-care. You know, I put out an episode recently where I talked about building self-care and even when you feel really guilty doing it, in order to trust yourself and to stop feeling guilty about it, the most important thing is that you show up and do it and you build that rapport with yourself because over time it will not feel guilty. I have great examples of that in my own life. It's something that I really need to bring back into my life. But um, I used to tell myself that self-care was so important and I was really indulgent about it. I would 
Um, every Tuesday, I did something called self-care Tuesday, where I would make sure that my house was clean the day before I would clean it. I would make sure that all of my video work was done uh, before like any YouTube stuff I was doing any podcast stuff, any kind of work that I had to do, I would make sure it was done before. And from that, having done everything in advance, I would feel really good you know, taking that day off. I wouldn't necessarily feel like I had to earn it, but I always went into that day feeling really relaxed. Like everything was taken care of so I could take it. That helped me. And because I did it week after week after week after week, when Tuesday rolled around, I was excited. I didn't feel guilty about taking that time. I didn't feel overindulgent. It was like, oh yeah, this is productive to rest. This is actually part of my productivity is to rest and to play. And I didn't feel guilty. Now, over time, I have lost that. (laughs) I don't have that currently with myself, but we working on it. Uh, But I feel like this falls into that same category, right? If you're somebody that really struggles with doing care tasks for yourself, ask yourself why. Why do you want to create it? Why do you feel like it's important? And where is your resistance going to come up? And I would also say, like, plan, plan in advance for it. Plan in advance for your resistance. Excuse me. Plan in advance for your resistance. When something you know is going to set you back on your goal, ask yourself in advance when this resistance shows up, because it will, how am I going to overcome it? So I gave you all the example with me waking up early, something that I would always tell myself is I'll never get to talk to my evening friends, people that I would like play dead by daylight with at night, right? I have plenty of people that I love getting into games with in the evening. And I told myself, I will never get to spend time with them if I become a morning person. So when I hit this resistance in the evening, when I am talking to this person, or these people, it's usually one person shout out to my bestie, shout out to my bestie, you know who you are. Um, I, I always tell myself like, you know, if I'm talking to this person and let's say that that 10 PM mark rolls around, which 10 PM is my bedtime. I, I prefer to be in bed sometimes as early as 7 PM. And I'll explain that to you in a moment when I get into the routine portion. I, I prefer to get in bed around 7 PM, but I don't go to sleep until 10. And if 10 o'clock rolls around and I'm not in bed, Oh my God, that is like Chloe's nightmare. Like I prefer to be winding down way before because I like to do my skincare. I like to do the dishes. Like I got things to do before bed. But let's say in this example, I am up playing Dead by Daylight with my one of my besties and we're just chatting away, having a good time. What am I going to do if I see that 10 o'clock pop up on my clock, which I'm already behind at this point, right? I'm already, I haven't gotten myself ready to literally be asleep right now. What am I going to do when that resistance pops up when that, oh, but I could just play one more round. It's one more round. It's not going to hurt me to go to bed at 11 PM. What am I going to do when that inevitably happens? Number one, I have told every person in my life who will listen, Hey, I'm a morning person now. That means I go to bed at this time. It's really important to me that I stick to this. I think that will take you farther. And granted, I know some of y'all have really unsupportive people in your life. And I would absolutely encourage doing whatever you can to step away from those people. I'll explain that to you in a moment. Um, 
But, and I know it sometimes like if it's our living situation, it can be really difficult. So I, I'm not trying to be like insensitive to your situation. I don't think it's always as easy as some people make it out to be, but I explain this to every person in my life. So they know what is going on. And I encourage them. If you see me up past this time, don't hesitate to say something to me. Don't hesitate to be like, girl, I know you've got to go to bed. What are you doing here? Like, you know, that helps for sure. Having people that I know love and support the things that I'm doing to encourage me to stick with it. So tell the people in your life that you would usually stay up with or, you know, tell them, Hey, this is really important to me. This is a goal that really is important to me. And it would really help me out if you were able to understand what I'm trying to create for myself. And, um, not like they need to hold you accountable, but like if they're open to it, I would say that that can be helpful. So, you know, I would tell those people in my life, my friend that I hang out with in the evening, he knows. And he even told me we were texting yesterday and he was like, oh, we could play games tomorrow night. I'm free, but don't worry. We can play earlier. It's an earlier day tomorrow and you can still be your, your morning chicken. Okay. Like that's what he said. He said, I could still be a morning chicken and we could go to bed early. So he knows already. So I think that that will go a long way. If you have people in your life that really support the person that you are becoming, Um, but that's my thing is like, what are you going to do? So maybe you go into this evening with, and I know I'm giving you like personal examples of what I would do, but you know, take what you need. Um, maybe I would set an alarm for 9 PM or 8:45, and 8:45 that alarm goes off. I tell my friend, Hey, my 8:45 alarm just went off. I can play one more round, but after this round, I have to go. And that would be like, I think that that also sets a precedent and it might be difficult in the moment to be like, Oh, I really want to play another, but just remember you'll play again. There will be another time. And right now you are working on building rapport with yourself. And I promise once you get into the groove, this becomes like a non-negotiable. It becomes easier. This is true with anything in life that you have resistance to or that you're afraid of changing. The more and more and more you integrate it into your life, the easier and easier and easier it becomes. This is the same way with boundaries with people. This is the same way with creating self-care routines. The more that you build that rapport, you strengthen that part in your brain. Literally, this is fucking neuroscience, okay? You strengthen that line in your brain, that neuro pathway in your brain that wants to do this thing. The more that you do it, the more that is going to get stronger. Your conviction will grow over time. So that's my point though, is that when you are building these things, also apologies, I keep clearing my throat. Last night was a little bit of a rowdy night. (laughs) I was going to take a sip of water. Last night was a little bit of a rowdy night. We had our Dia de los Muertos um, celebration and we had friends over for dinner. I had a couple of drinks. Like last night was, I got to bed after 10 PM and I'm not necessarily tired today, but I just feel it in my voice that like I used my voice a lot yesterday. So apologies if I'm clearing my throat a lot today, but I feel like having a plan for when you know that resistance is going to show up is very important. Um, so I'm trying to think of what I have covered, right? The resistance piece we have covered the, um, we've covered the resistance. I feel like to death, because I think it's such an important part of what you're trying to create. So now I feel like I really want to get into the actual routines that I have created and like basically anything extra that 
I feel like has helped me to do this. So number one, I've started waking up at 615 every day. It's non-negotiable. And from somebody that y'all, I need you to understand that I used to go to bed sometimes at six o'clock in the morning. Like my sleep patterns were all over the place. I would get up at, I would go to bed at six. Um, my most common for the last several years is I would go to bed around two or three in the morning. That was typical for me. And it started to get so out of hand for me. I'll speak for myself. If you're up this late, I'm not trying to cast judgment on you. I think that sleep patterns are up to the individual for sure. But it got to a point where it was getting so out of hand for me that I would go to bed at five and six o'clock in the morning. And I don't feel my best. I do not feel my best as an individual when I'm doing that to myself. I am somebody, listen, (laughs) I have my sun and my moon both in the sixth house of Virgo, who is the ruler of routines. I also have my midheaven, the point in my chart where like, that's like where I'm trying to achieve. Um, It's also in Virgo, the ruler of routines. I work so well when I have routines that support the person I am. And I know this about myself. I feel like I live in complete chaos and destruction when there is wrenches thrown in my routines. I can't, I feel like, I don't know if any of y'all relate to this. This might be like, you just don't get it. And I fully respect it. Um, It might just be something that some people don't deal with, but It like has the ability when I do not have working functioning routines, I become a version of myself that I do not like. I become very sad. I become very anxious. I feel like it really, really, really affects my mental health. I'm not saying that this gives me depression, but I am saying that it amplifies any underlying depression that I might have. Like it puts it into a state of amplification and I feel so much worse about myself and I was just living in this, just spiraling for years and years and years and years, just out of control. It felt like it was out of control. And it wasn't until, I don't even know, you know who I think really inspired me to make a change? Uh, Shout out to this one, Um, Angie Bellamere here on YouTube or here on YouTube, like this is going on YouTube. Oh my gosh. I'm so used to making YouTube content that I literally just said here on YouTube. Sometimes our podcasts are YouTube episodes though. So that's not too far from the truth. Um, we're, this is not a YouTube video today. Um, but on YouTube, Angie Bellamere is somebody that deeply inspired me to want to go after it. And just be like, you know what? No more nonsense. No more nonsense. No more telling myself why I can't. And also that famous quote, I want to say it's a Taylor Swift quote where she says, lately I've been focusing on all the things doing, or it's like lately I've been really focused on something about like doing all the things they can't say. I do, they say I can't do and more on what I can do or something like that. And <clears throat> I love this because It's true. When you are married to a version of the past version of you, when you are married to this version of yourself from the past, it's really, really hard to see a version of the future where it could be different. And I think I would say that I've also gotten really inspired by Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, which I know controversial alert. Um, I feel like if Dr. Joe's content benefits you, it's worth it. But I do feel like if I feel like 
This is why I feel like in community where I do feel like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work is rooted in both logic, science, and spirituality. I do feel like there is a lot of controversy around his work, but I am of the mind that if it's something that actually benefits you and helps you, I don't see a problem with it. Um, you know, I've talked about this with like Teal Swan's work as well. I see where her, she can be problematic, but I do think that a lot of her work deeply helped me heal from things in my life. And I can't discount that. It's the same way that I feel about like Mormonism. I, if we could just have like a little eighth side story tangent for a moment. Do I, do I agree with Mormonism now? Absolutely not. Do I think that it has the potential to ruin people's lives? Yes. However, when I was a member of the church, I feel like that is where my original spiritual roots came from. And I don't discount that. No, I don't want to be a part of that organized religion. Now I see all the damage that it caused. That can be true, but two truths can be true. It can also be that I gained a lot of my original spiritual roots from that place. Like I was able to trust in my own intuition because I grew up with religion and I can take the benefits and also see that there were really destructive negatives. I feel that way about most things in life. I just, I don't believe in cancel culture. I just don't. So I know that my energy is not for everyone, but when I talk about Dr. Joe, I'm kind of on that same thread. I don't take issue with his work. I think it's actually really beautiful. I think he teaches really amazing concepts. I have only felt like I have learned from his work and have benefited. But this is something that I get from Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza is that he talks about this, defining your life by a version of the future, not by a version of the past that you have been living in. And it can be difficult, especially if you're in an atmosphere where every single day you have people tearing you down, you live in an environment where maybe you live with family and that's really difficult. It's harder. You're going to, I'm not trying to like curse you, but you will have a harder time when you are surrounded by people that do not believe in what you're doing. So it's really important. This is why I brought up, like I told my friends, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And it's really important to me. And they were really supportive. Um, I would argue that you are the five people that you spend the most time around. And so I would tell you also as like another point of where you're trying to change your life and your habits, you need to ask yourself if anybody in your life currently mirrors those habits at you. And if they don't, I'm not saying you need to take a knife and cut those people out of your life, but you need to slow down the time that you spend with them. And whether it's somebody that's literally in your household or somebody you speak to online or a friend that you meet with, it's okay. You can lessen that time that you spend together. And for me, that was something that I noticed in my own friendship circles, even that um, obviously not everybody, but there are some people in my circle that I was like, you know, I love this person. They are fantastic, but I don't believe in things this way. And that's not wrong. I don't think we need to be surrounded by echo chambers either. But there are some things that the way that they live their life is very different from the way I want to live my life. And I am no longer going to make all this room for these people. I am going to lessen that time and give more back to myself. And that actually, I think for me personally, was probably the hardest thing that I have done. That has been harder than getting up every morning. The hardest thing that I have done is had to put boundaries in place with people that I love. And I will say though, 
kind of like I was already telling you, it gets easier with time. With time and the more that you insist upon it, it gets easier and easier and easier and easier to set those boundaries to do what you got to do. And I think for me, something that I also recognize while creating this routine that we're still talking about, um, while creating these supportive routines, I asked myself if there was anybody in my life that was living their life with these kinds of routines. And I think out of most of the people in my life, I had a very small fraction of people that I knew that actually like rose early in the morning, took care of themselves in the morning, did what they wanted to do for themselves and fill your time with more of these people. That's like, I feel like that is one of the most basic level things that you can do. And if you don't know anyone that is doing what you are trying to do, this is your sign to start looking for podcasts, start looking for mentors on YouTube, start looking and listening to people that are doing the things that you would like to do and becoming who you would like to become. Because that is what you should fill your time with. If you feel like you like to talk to somebody every day in the evening, maybe make that time that you would talk to somebody else that isn't going where you're going a few nights of the week, fill it with podcast time with somebody that is going to uplift you and help you to make these changes. So that is like, I feel like something really important. I know we're all over the place in this episode. It's because I got ADHD. Okay. I'm sorry. I got ADHD. I'm all over the place. Back to the routine and the things that I've been trying to change or no, not even trying. I have changed them. Sorry. See, sometimes you're going to slip up too. Sometimes you're going to say like, I'm trying. Don't tell yourself that you're trying. Tell yourself that you are. I still slip up too, but I feel like You have to do a lot of the groundwork before you can actually implement the changes, though. You have to ask yourself about the resistance. You have to create the where when the resistance happens, am I going to go against that resistance, go against the grain? What are the things I actually want to change? And what is the deeper core meaning behind them? Why do I desire to change these things? So you kind of have to start with some groundwork. And then you start, you do the fun part, you start designing the dream, you start designing, you know, you've set up the boundaries, you've done all the groundwork. Now you get to design the dream. And I mean, you could start with the dream and then lay the foundation and then get started. It doesn't really matter the order, but you get to start implementing the dream. So for me, my version of like the future of Chloe Taylor, right of me is I'm, I'm a morning person. Number one, I'm a morning person. I get up at six 15 every morning. What can I do? That's going to support me in doing that. Not only did I do the resistance stuff, I asked myself about the deeper core meanings. I, you know, told people in my life, I set up boundaries with people in my life that I felt like were taking a lot of my time where I didn't necessarily want to be spending it. I put down all of the work into it. And then on top of that, I don't know if y'all follow me on Instagram, but every morning at, I say before 7am, I have to do it before 7am. I send a picture in my Instagram stories and I tell you good morning every single morning. And that is my accountability. So in the morning, if I have, this is another point of resistance. If I have the resistance that tells me like, no, Chloe, just hit snooze, just go back to bed. I remind myself, no, I have almost 9,000 of you on Instagram at this point that see, I mean, I don't know if everybody looks at my stories, which is totally fine, but I'm going to say probably at least a thousand of you minimum. It's, I think that's like, if I'm looking at my analytics, at least a thousand of you watch those stories. 
And every morning I take a photo and I say good morning. And then I close the app and I put it away. Literally, I don't even engage with it. I just take a photo, post it, say good morning, and I leave. And that is my accountability. So I don't have like an accountability buddy in my life. Y'all are my accountability. And so far, every day that I have done this, it is something that helps me get up in the morning. If I get up in the morning, I remind myself that I got to get up and take that photo. And the more I do it, the more that I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for X amount of days now. Like I can't give up now. So that really helps me. That is also another tip from Angie Bellamere, who is somebody that like, I think they are just highly inspirational, motivational. They are a, they are a goal setter and a getter. And I love that about their content. But that has been a huge part of my routine, just making sure that I get up in the morning. And then from there, I don't really have too much that I do right in the morning. Like I, it depends on what my day looks like. If I have a lot of work to get to that day, I will usually make myself a cup of coffee, get some water and I'll come immediately into my office, which is what I did today. Um, you know, after I brush my teeth and stuff, but if I don't have a ton to do that day, or maybe I wake up and I'm hungry, I will make breakfast first. I don't really have a huge routine in the morning. It's just the, I make sure that I am up. That is the most important thing that I'm working on right now. And I think that's another point of like making routines. You don't want to change a thousand things at once because what happens is you are going to hit such a point of resistance that everything's going to fall apart and you will feel too much change all at once that everything in you that holds resistance, all of it's going to come screaming out at once. And that makes change so much harder. So I would say, especially if you're trying to create like a morning and a night routine, but you don't feel like you get up when you would like to get up for yourself, that needs to be the number one is creating a wake up time and a sleep time. And that needs to be the only thing that you commit to until you get those down. I would say for three months, you know, I, um, I love that phrase three days. The first three days are going to be the hardest. Three weeks is when you're really going to start to notice a difference. And three months is where it becomes an ingrained habit. So I would say for three months, you want to work on that before you add anything else. Like, oh, now I want to work on working out in the morning with getting up early. That's at that three month mark. You can implement that. I mean, obviously do whatever you're going to do, but that's my recommendation. I feel like that's how you create long-term attainable, achievable things is you have to really implement over time. And so right now that's all I'm focused on is the going to bed at a right, the right time and get, well, I feel like my nighttime routine is a little bit more specific and we'll get into that in a second, but my morning routine, it doesn't really consist of too much except, you know, the waking up time, brushing my teeth, having breakfast. If I want it, if I don't have breakfast, I'll eat a few hours into my day. And then um, I also do my Instagram check-in with y'all. That is a non-negotiable. I would say the other non-negotiable that I have right now is I do not socialize before noon at all. Not at all. I do not check my calls. I do not check text messages, no emails, no social media. That's why like, yes, I post my good morning photo, but I do not then open Instagram and look at everything. I don't do that. I do not allow myself to scroll through any social media. And I actually think that was hard for me at first too. But now that I've done it so many times and I've built rapport with myself, I have so much peace. I used to wake up anxious every single day for years. 
I feel like I have so much peace in the morning when I wake up now that I wouldn't trade it for the world. This is like my time. My husband doesn't wake up this early. My cats are still sleeping by this point in the day. Like this is my time. Even if I'm working and I'm in my office, like I romanticize it. I get myself a nice hot cup of coffee or I have been drinking a little more coffee lately, y'all. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it started raining and I was like, ooh, coffee sounds good. I need to chill out with the coffee. I've been having one to two cups almost every day at this point and I need to get back on my matcha grind. But I'll romanticize it. I'll get myself a little coffee going. I'll light um, one of my Bath and Body Works candles. I'll set some intentions for my day. Like I really romanticize my morning time. And you can do this too. Even if you work a nine to five or, you know, whatever time to whatever time, you can create these rituals for yourself. If it requires getting up a little bit earlier, I would encourage you to commit to it. And the secondary thing to just like the morning routine in general is creating a night routine is vital to having any kind of consistency in the morning. I would argue that this is even more important. They go together like peanut butter and jelly, or in my case, peanut butter and honey is really what I prefer. But they, the morning routine and the night routine, you have to have both for them to be successful, in my opinion, because you're not going to be getting up at 6.15 in the morning every day if you are not getting a good night's sleep. That is just like point blank period. You are not going to be doing it. So I feel like when it comes to getting ready for that you know, early morning wake up, you have to be prepared in the evening. This is why I gave that example of it's 10 o'clock. I'm not in bed. Oh shit. What am I going to do with that? Um, oftentimes because I am the way that I am, I would probably still try to get everything done and just be in bed by 11 and maybe miss an hour of sleep, but that's the vibe I'm on. Um, you may be different, but my evening routine and I get kind of upsetty when anything about it changes I, I feel like I really enjoy my evening time as well. So uh, usually after dinner, I might do something else. Like I might talk with a friend online. I might call somebody I love. I might sit and play video games. I might watch a movie with my husband. You know, I might do something in my evening after dinner. But after that, usually I would say it is between the hours of like seven and nine, somewhere in there. I will go and do the dishes if they haven't been done already, because I am a firm believer that when my kitchen is a mess, it slowly creeps into the rest of my house. Like if the kitchen is clean every night, I know that I'm making good headway and the rest of the house isn't falling apart because my husband and I both work from home. We both use that kitchen breakfast, lunch, and dinner most days. Like if the kitchen falls apart, every routine that I have falls apart. So I do the dishes. Sometimes my husband will do them too. Like it's not like we don't share that. But uh, if I don't see that they're done and my husband hasn't said, hey, I'll get to those, I'll make it, <clears throat> I'll make it a point to do the dishes. And, you know, I'll do that. I do that with a sense of gratitude. I look at it like, Oh, like I'm doing this for my family's future. Me and my husband are going to get up tomorrow and this is going to feel so much easier and better because we've done this thing. So I see it as something that is like a force of gratitude. I don't get angry about it unless I'm really tired. I might then be like, hey, baby, 
you don't get up as early as I do. Do you think you got this one tonight? And usually, you know, we're really cool about it. So, um, but that is something for me that kind of like gets me in the mood for bed is my hands in that soapy water. I'm taking care of my needs and my family's needs before bed. So I'm putting everything in the dishwasher. I go around the house, last call for dishes from my spouse in any of the rooms, put them in the dishwasher, start the dishwasher. And then it's kind of my time. You know, I make sure jammies are on, makeup is removed. If I had any on, I might take a shower if I feel like I need it that night. Um, if I haven't taken one earlier in the day, I'll, you know, prioritize a shower. Um, I'm, I'll do skincare. And I like to be in bed. Truthfully, I love to be in bed as early as 7 p.m. Because I am a TV watcher. And... I am a TV watcher in the evening. I just am. Like, I really enjoy watching TV or sometimes YouTube at night. I really, really enjoy that time. And in the past, I would use this like a reward. I would tell myself like, oh, once you get so much work done in your day, like you can watch TV. But the problem was I was never running out of work to do. And so I would never let myself watch TV. And then it would become this thing that was so special that... I would like, honestly, this might sound nuts to some people. It would lead into my burnout to not give myself this time every day. I would make it like once a month, I would sit and binge TV for two days. And now because I've integrated this into my daily routines, I feel like I have so much more balance with it. I don't have to sit and watch 30 episodes of a show in one go. I can watch a couple and go to bed. Like it's not, it's not something that I feel like when I'm there, I have to hyper focus on it. And it's this like special treat that I never allow myself. I do it every night. So I like to get in bed as early as seven with my, with my skincare on and in my like cozy PJs, I have a TV in my bedroom, which for years we did not do TV in the bedroom because I felt like it like that's a whole other story for a whole other time. Why we didn't do that. I'll save that for another time. Uh, I don't want to go into another tangent right now, but we recently put a TV in our bedroom this year. And I think it's been one of the best things for me personally. I feel like it has only benefited me and I'll watch something I want to watch. You know, I've been really into, I love funny shows. Um, this might surprise some of y'all, but I really enjoy funny shows. And my favorite, one of my favorite shows is Big Mouth on Netflix. If you do not like raunchy content, it is not for you. But the show is hilarious. It makes me like cry laugh. Um, so I like that one. I recently started watching the spinoff Human Resources. And they also recently put out a new season of Big Mouth that I haven't watched yet. I'm watching the spinoff first and then I'm going to go watch the new season. But I'll watch that. Or um, I also like Spy Family, which is a new like not a new anime, but they, it's on Crunchyroll. I'll do that or I'll, sometimes I'll put on like a Disney movie. Um, usually it's something that's either funny or light. I don't really love a lot of like dramas in the evening. I think they kind of amp me up and keep me awake. So I don't really do a lot of drama at night. I like like, I like cartoons. I watch cartoons at night. <laughs> and sometimes my husband will join me, especially if it's anime, we'll watch anime together. That's very common. Um, but the thing is around like nine or nine 30. So I'll let myself watch TV for a couple of hours. Sometimes, sometimes I roll up into bed at nine and I'll watch like an episode, but around nine 30, cause I try to sleep by 10, I will take a one 
milligram of melatonin. They're the kids gummies. I take the kids gummies. I get them at Costco. And I actually feel like implementing this into my nightly routine has really benefited me. I don't think melatonin is for everyone. I definitely think that there is like we can get a tolerance to it and abuse it if we're not careful. Um, it's not necessarily addictive, I don't believe, but um, that's why I take such a low dosage of it because I feel like it helps me stay asleep. Um, but I take just like a one milligram to help me just kind of go down all the way. And I will turn my TV sleep timer on because I like the noise. I'm a Gemini moon. So noise stimulation really like gets me. I also really love like before I get ready for a tarot card reading, which y'all know, that's like what I do as a day job. Um, before I get into a tarot card reading, I really enjoy listening to like pop music. Music really like gets me in the mood to like be really high vibe. Um, so I really enjoy like audio stimulation. So I like to listen to TV while I go to sleep and I'll just turn the sleep timer on for maybe an hour, sometimes two hours depending, but I think an hour usually does it for me. And usually I can watch like one more episode. I'll be up for like another 30 minutes. And Sometimes I fall asleep during that episode. Sometimes I don't. I will literally consciously, though, make the decision to kind of roll over with the TV on and just go to sleep. And this works so unbelievably well. Like, I cannot believe sometimes that I have spent half of my life telling myself I couldn't be a morning person, telling myself I couldn't sleep by myself, telling myself that I couldn't like do what I have been doing, which now that I've built rapport with myself and I've continued to do it, it gets easier. Um, sometimes my spouse does come to bed with me in the evening. Sometimes he stays out in the living room and watches his own TV shows and I just go to bed alone. I went to bed alone last night and I was a little resistant to it. I was like, Oh, like, are you sure you don't want to come to bed? Like, you know, I'm used to him always being there, but actually it was nice. I just sat and watched my cartoons and, rolled over and went to sleep eventually. And I slept great. Like it just, anyways, those are kind of the things that I do. I think that when it comes to creating routines, obviously I think this whole episode had a lot to give you around routines. And it's not just about deciding you want to do this and this and this in the morning and this and this and this at night. There is so much more that goes into it, into the psychology behind it. And I think that that's really the takeaway from this episode. But I would also encourage you if there's a lot of things that you want to change in your evening and night routines that you take it one thing at a time. And if you don't have a semblance of when you wake up and when you go to bed, that to me is your number one. That should be your first goal is making sure you go to bed at the same time every day and waking up at the same time every day or like roughly within the same 30 minute window. Um, even people that like sleep doctors, I don't know actually what they're called. They have a title. I'm sure it's not a sleep doctor, but even doctors that like help you manage your sleeping patterns and habits. This is something that they teach is it's really important. And I've heard this for years, but just never implemented it. It's really important to keep your body on the same cycle because when your body gets used to it, it will naturally start to release melatonin, um, which is a sleep hormone. I'm actually, it's like some chemical that your body produces that helps you to start to power down. But if you consistently have the same routine that you're following, your body naturally starts to support you in 
keeping those routines. And even if I didn't set an alarm for 6.15 in the morning every day, eventually, I don't trust it yet, (laughs) eventually, my body will naturally wake up at that time as I continue to do it. So uh, that's probably like my biggest thing. If you feel like you're really like uncommitted to your morning and night, start there. Start with creating the time. And then you can start adding more things. Um, that's what I have for you though. I hope this, I know that we were kind of everywhere today, but I feel like this episode still had so much to it. I know it was kind of a lengthy one too. Uh, but next week I'm really excited. We're going to get into more. I think next week I want to focus more on like the boundaries and relationship stuff that it takes to step into your, that girl energy Uh, how you kind of have to start treating relationships and creating more time for you. I want to focus more on the, how I don't do social media for the first like six hours of my day and like zero socializing. Uh, I want to focus more on the social aspect for, especially for those of you that deal with a lot of like social anxiety and um, not wanting or like people pleasing tendencies. I think that that's going to be a powerful episode next week. So in any case, I love you so much, pumpkin. Please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. If you want to support my podcast for free 99, free 99, my friends, the best thing that you can do is rate the podcast or share it with somebody that you think would enjoy it. Rate the podcast that helps us get seen by more people. If you would like to support the podcast, of course, there are so many ways to do it. Uh, you can, can, uh, you can actually become a member of the podcast, which I don't think it actually gets you anything extra. You just get to be a supporting member, which is really sweet of you. Uh, it's on my anchor page, anchor.fm slash divine authenticity. Uh, you can also join my Patreon because the reason that I still run this podcast is because I am so well supported on my Patreon page. So if you would like to become a patron, get some extra content for yourself, a uh, link for that is always down below. It's patreon.com slash Chloe Taylor. And Again, I love you so much, Pumpkin. Have a great rest of your week. And remember, remember, you are that person already. You don't have to describe yourself as somebody that's trying. You are. I am a morning person. (laughs) All right. I love y'all. Have a good one. Bye.